Hey guys, it's me, Danny. And I'm Ayana, and we've moved on to phase two of parenting. That's the time when you've passed the cute infant stage, the so called terrible twos, and the watch them single digits. Yes, we've made it through all of that, only to get to. You know nothing, you'll never understand. I hate my life, and I hate everything you did to me mid to late teens. Oh, and let's not forget those just let me figure out the early 20s. Yep. We've traded in the training wheels for driving permits. So let's hurry up and start the show before someone needs a ride somewhere. All right, we're going to stop it again. Hello. Okay, so yeah, just had to get all these kids together, and I don't know how I did it, and I don't want to have to do it again, so I'll be thanking God for being God and get me out of <laughs> get me out of that because it felt like a long time. I always say children are better when you're young and they're toddlers and you're younger and you're twenties, you have so much more energy to deal with it. Yes. If- Imagine having a little person under 10. No. I don't think. Like I was coming from the mall the other on the weekend and this girl had the double stroller and then another one. She was holding her hand. Right. And I was like, oh, Lord, that used to be me. I didn't yeah. give her an encouraging word. Like I just was like, honey, she had the face that I that I the, the face of the feeling that I remembered. Um, from back then and I was just told her like honey it, it goes by faster than you know so you know just breathe and try to get through it because oh, that was good there, there, I know that there's days when it feel like this is forever but you're going to turn around and they're all going to be like 15 and 17 and right. you're going to you know wonder how you, you wish did that they were too yeah I try to give um, women that kind of encouraging word when I see them out and I can see they're frustrated or they look tired. Um, Cause I remember feeling like alone and just yes. being like, I don't like who understands this. And um, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's um, the, the way I was raised or my circle of friends, but we didn't have conversations about how we felt about parenting and, you know, being a, a single parent. Like we had a lot of conversations with each other about how we didn't like our kids' fathers, but we didn't have mm-hmm. conversations about like how we felt being single parents. And it can be rough at times. Oh, man. It can be very rough, <laughs> and you have a lot of self doubt. Yeah, and it's just like Lord, I am not going to make this. I just don't know. There are days I would literally wake up. Even now, still some days, it's like, how did I manage even half of the things <laughs> that I have accomplished with these children? Like, I don't know how they turned out the way they did, which is pretty well. Because most days, like we would all leave at seven in the morning and not get back till nine at night just Mm. from school activities practices and my girls have 
always maintained high honor roll from mm. K through 12. Yep. And I just said, hey, Lord, I don't know how we did it. I wouldn't <laughs> remember driving in the car. We're doing multiplication. We're doing spelling words in the car as we're driving places. Yeah, it has been nothing. I, I wouldn't I don't know that I would do it all over again. I said it's twenty twenty, but it it it's a survival. It is definitely a survival tactic, and God bless anybody who does it. Yeah, you you definitely do go into like a survival mode, and nobody's situation is like your situation. So like you can't right. like there's no you can't really tell somebody exactly how to do it. And there's no books to give you. Like, there are parenting books. I tell um, my daughter all the time, like, there are parenting books. You could go to the store or the library and get a parenting book. There aren't exacts for your situation. Right. And so even if you read them, you still got to tweak all of the stuff. Like, parenting is one of those things where you have no real guidance, no, like, like no real guidelines on how to to get your two personalities or three or four or seven personalities in your house to mesh together. And also um, everybody expects for you to have it right immediately. And then like, I feel like that's a lot of pressure. I agree. Like, especially on young people, like it's a lot of pressure because you're not told that you can ask for help for real. Nor are you told that you're going to get it wrong a lot of the time. A whole lot of the time. Even now with my girls, I still get things wrong. And you have to sit back and go back like, you know what? I really messed that up. I probably shouldn't have handled that that way. But (laughs) let's work it now. Let's see how we can fix it. Because I was like, there are so many times when I just like, I'm like, something will come up and I'm laying in my bed going... Lord, who told somebody I was qualified to handle this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And, like, it's just because nobody's going to call you and be like, so let's talk about that when your child just wakes up in the middle of the night with, you know, like the bully and they're just not going to school or they're just not, like, right. they're not, you know, and like, how do you, how you handle that? For your particular child with their particular personality and the particular bully situation that they're in and like nobody tells you how to handle those things and then even like the first time your kid fights like nobody Mm -hmm. tells you how to handle that like am I supposed to be upset am I supposed to ask like did you win am I supposed to be like (laughs) you know what I mean like am I supposed to cut out the teacher am I supposed to go up to school and you know just show out am I supposed to keep my composure what am I supposed to do and you don't know like it's on okay so yeah just had to get all these kids together and I don't know how I did it and I don't want to have to do it again so I'll be thanking God for being God and get me out of <laughs> get me out of that because it felt like a long time I always say children are better when you're young and they're toddlers and you're younger and you're twenties. You have so much more energy to deal with it. Yes. Imagine having a little person under ten. No. I don't think Like I was coming from the mall the other on the weekend and this girl had the double stroller and then another one she was holding her hand. Right, and I was like, "Oh Lord, that used to be me." I didn't yeah. give her an encouraging word. Like I just was like, "Honey, she had the face that I that I the, the face of the feeling that I remembered 
Um, but back then, and I was just told her, like, honey, it, it goes by faster than you know. So, you know, just breathe and try to get through it because. Oh, that was good. There, there. I know that there's days when it feel like this is forever, but you're going to turn around and they're all going to be like 15 and 17. And right. You're going to, you know, wonder how you, you wish did that what they were too. Yeah. I try to give um, women that kind of encouraging word when I see them out and I can see they're frustrated or they look tired. Because um, I remember feeling like alone and just yes. being like, I don't like who understands this. And um, I think, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's um, the, the way I was raised or my circle of friends, but we didn't have conversations about how we felt about parenting and, you know, being a, a single parent. Like we had a lot of conversations with each other about how we didn't like our kids' fathers, but we didn't have mm-hmm. conversations about like how we felt being single parents. And it can be rough at times. Oh, man. It can be very rough, <laughs> and you have a lot of self doubt. Yeah, and just like Lord, I am not going to make this. I just don't know. There are days I would literally wake up. Even now, still some days, it's like, how did I manage even half of the things <laughs> that I have accomplished with these children? Like, I don't know how they turned out the way they did, which is pretty well. Because most days, like we would all leave at seven in the morning and not get back till nine at night just Mm. from school activities practices and my girls have always maintained high honor roll from Mm. k through 12 and i just say lord i don't know how we did it i wouldn't remember (laughs) driving in the car we're doing multiplication we're doing spelling words in the car as we're driving places yeah it has been nothing i i wouldn't I don't know that I would do it all over again. <laughs> I said it's twenty twenty, but it it it's a survival. It is definitely a survival tactic, and God bless anybody who does it. Yeah, you you definitely do go into like a survival mode, and nobody's situation is like your situation. So like you can't right. like there's no you can't really tell somebody exactly how to do it. And there's no books to give you. Like, there are parenting books. I tell um, my daughter all the time, like, there are parenting books. You could go to the store or the library and get a parenting book. There aren't exacts for your situation. Right. And so even if you read them, you still got to tweak all of the stuff. Like, parenting is one of those things where you have no real guidance, no, like, like no real guidelines on how to to get your two personalities or three or four or seven personalities in your house to mesh together. And also um, everybody expects for you to have it right immediately. And then like, I feel like that's a lot of pressure. I agree. Like, especially on young people, like it's a lot of pressure because you're not told that you can ask for help for real. Nor are you told that you're going to get it wrong a lot of the time. A whole lot of the time. Even now with my girls, I still get things wrong. And you have to sit back and go back like, you know what? I really messed that up. I probably shouldn't have handled that that way. But (laughs) let's work it now. Let's see how we can fix it. 
Because I was like, there's so many times when I just like, I'm like, something will come up and I'm laying in my bed going, Lord, who told somebody I was qualified to handle this? Like, <laughs> I don't know. And like, it's just because nobody's going to call you and be like, so let's talk about that when your child just wakes up in the middle of the night with, you know, like, the bully and they're just not going to school or they're just not like, right. they're not, you know, and like, how do you, how you handle that for your particular child with their particular personality and the particular bully situation that they're in. And like, nobody tells you how to handle those things. And then even like the t- first time your kid fights, like nobody mm-hmm. tells you how to handle that. Like, am I supposed to be upset? Am I supposed to ask? Like, did you win? Am I supposed to be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, am I supposed to cut out the teacher? Am I supposed to go up to school and, you know, just show out? So today I wanted to ask you about, um, because the holidays are coming up, or they're here, like, seem like tomorrow. I wanted to ask you about, like, traditions. Like, what kind of traditions? Are there traditions that you do? coming from your childhood and did you like start any new ones in your house as far as the holiday seasons concerned? Um, I know one tradition we had is every Christmas Eve we would all collectively my mom's first cousins on her dad's side we would all congregate at my grandfather's house in Stanton Heights It was a little teeny tiny townhouse, but we all showed up. Everybody brought something, food, spirits, the whole nine yards. And then when he passed away, maybe four years ago, it put such a dent in, you know, Mm. the, we were like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? So my mom has picked up up the tradition. So we got she bakes cookies with the grandkids and we still all no matter where we're at in life seasons every Christmas Eve we make it to my mom's house I mean it's storms that we've made it through but oh, it's a awesome. bonding time for us too because we keep the tradition alive now her cousins don't come as much because most of them don't live here more but me and my sisters and her sister and son we all show up we laugh, we giggle, and my sister, who I'm so jealous of, they come every Christmas Eve. Their tradition is they get a brand new pair of pajamas every okay. Christmas Eve. So every Christmas Eve, they show up with these pajamas, and I think it is the coolest thing. I keep trying to start it with my kids, and they're like, Mom, goodbye. <laughs> and I know dope. my girls, we do, I know you're supposed to do the 12 days of Christmas after Christmas, but I do it leading up to Christmas. And this year it's been gag gifts. So it's been hilarious. Okay. <laughs> yes. I love the 12 days of Christmas. So this year I started the 12 days of Christmas um, with Mama. And I did it this year, not because I think this year is more special than anybody, but this is the last year that I'll have a minor. Right, Christmas in my house. So I was like, let me do this 12 days of Christmas now. It's going to end before Christmas because I'm putting all this stuff on social media and I want people to look at it and I don't expect people to be looking at the stuff Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Okay. So that's why we started just like, I think we started like two days early. Okay. Um, But in our 
uh, in my house um, with my kids, we we also do pajamas. I get them pajamas every year. Now, let me just tell you this though: every year I buy them pajamas. Every year somebody doesn't fit. <laughs> <laughs> It's every single year. I'd be like, oh, I thought you wore something, something. And it just doesn't work. So <laughs> um, I'm hopeful this year that all the shirts fit. Uh, oh, were you buying the grandbaby one this year, too? Grandbaby's getting the pajama, too. And we take a picture. I make them take the picture. They're <laughs> all like, Mom, like, we already put the pajamas on. Like, do we really need to take the picture? I'm like, please take the picture. <laughs> Nobody downstairs until I get the picture. So right. we definitely do the pajamas. That's something that I just wanted to do. I try to get them as close to matching. They won't do matchy-matchy. <laughs> So I try to get them as close to matching as possible. Right. The girls will um, do more matching than the boys, of course. Right. The boys are like, I'm not wearing the same pajamas as him. No. So, but, <laughs> but I try. And then I also, every year, put the old-fashioned candy in their stocking. Everybody hates it. Nobody ever eats it. Um, like the ribbon candy? Yeah. <gasps> yeah. I get the ribbon candy and I put it in their stocking every year. Every year they hate it. Um, (laughs) Nobody ever eats it. I'm always walking around the house going, who's um, (laughs) whose candy is this? And they're like, I don't know. It's not mine. I don't know. So, yeah. Nobody ever eats it. Hey. There's a little bit of technical difficulty as we're trying to connect again. We have a technical difficulty this week in total. <laughs> so I re- remember you saying that you had a topic for us. I do. So my topic is how did you deal with, because you have way more girls than me, not way more. I guess you only have one more than me. <laughs> How did you deal with such things as safety? Like, for instance, the other day, my oldest was going to work, and she's 18, so, you know, she's pretty much capable of getting anywhere in the city by herself. So I guess she was at the bus stop, and some older man was, of course, attempting to talk to her, but I guess he was a little intoxicating, intoxicated, so he was a little over the top. So he gets on the bus with her. He doesn't, but near enough, and he's still talking to her. She doesn't feel comfortable, so she gets up and goes to the front of the bus. And then she wouldn't get off at her stop because she was concerned and worried. Whole kit and caboodle. She didn't get on, and she didn't get off till after he got off. So then, I guess as he was walking past her or something, he attempted to touch her or something. So she goes to work, and of course her manager is upset. He's ready to call the police, the whole kit and caboodle, and she wouldn't do any of it. She wouldn't call me. So of course he called me out of safety concern, and I was like, well, tell her to call me. Whole kit and caboodle, she did nothing. Now the mom in me, of course I was ready to leave work. They had thought that they knew where this man was. You know I was ready to show up at his place of residence and just go the whole kit and caboodle. And then when I come home to talk to her about it, she was like, mom, it's not that big of a deal. And I'm like, Mar, it is a big 
that is a big deal. A, if you felt that you couldn't get off the bus because you were worried he was going to get off the bus with you, I'm like, that becomes a safety issue. And you didn't want to take it any further. Yes, you have 50 more years of men hitting on you, but you don't have to allow yourself to be. And I don't want to say that she was victimized, but you don't want to allow yourself to be put in those unsafe situations and then you don't do anything. So the mom in me is ready to, you know, A, I was ready to strangle her, but B, I'm ready to drive her everywhere. I'm ready to not let her do anything. But she's 18. So it's like, you can't not, because if it would have been my younger daughter, of course, police would have been called because she don't have no choice. She's underage. But because my 18-year-old is 18 and she legally makes those choices by herself, like in those instances, how do you as a mom say, okay, you are a young adult, but I still want you to realize the seriousness of some of these situations. Okay, so definitely been here. (laughs) And what I have learned is one, you can't make them make themselves any safer than they want to. So there are companies that have um, protective um, items that you can keep on your keychain and in your purse and things like that. Like they're really small things, and every city has to check on their their the things that they're allowed. Because some cities aren't right. allowed to have um, like pepper spray and masons things like that. But if your city can, <laughs> I would advise you to get those things there's a company called i think it's called damsels in distress and they sell all kinds of um safety things for girls they're real cute they look pretty they don't look like um like camo and all of that stuff they're like specifically for women um i'm gonna put that website in the show notes um so you can give gift those things to them. Um, also, now because of the phones, you can always suggest like if you don't feel comfortable around somebody, just start FaceTiming one of your friends because then they can see who's around you um, in case something needs to, somebody needs to be called. Um, so all they have to do is say out loud like, "Yeah, girl, I'm standing here at this such and such bus stop," because then it doesn't sound like you're saying right. to the person, you know what I mean? Um, it just sounds like kids are being kids. So even if it's an annoying guy, he ain't going to pay attention to the fact that she's really giving out her location um, right. to people. I always also suggest to my kids, like if somebody's doing something that you don't like at the bus stop, get on any bus and just say to the bus driver, I don't know this guy. Like when you walk past, they will pay attention. And so you don't have to call and say anything. Um, part of their job is to pay attention when somebody comes on the bus and say, I don't know, I don't know this guy. He's going to get on with, with her if he, like he did, if he gets home with her, if she just walks past and goes, I don't know this guy, they will keep an eye in the uh, mirror. Let's see, she did all of that and the bus driver really didn't do what I felt as a bus driver that they should have done because I was ready to go after Port Authority too. I was going to show up at that bus stop. Like, how dare you that my daughter got on the bus and told you that this man was bothering her and you just kind of said, okay, because she said the bus driver was just like, yeah, kind of whatever. No, I would and, call Port Authority. Right. And then I'm like, you know, when I was talking to her, I'm like, if you were that uncomfortable when you went to the front of the bus, you should have told the bus driver that you are uncomfortable mm-hmm. to get off at your stop. 
and that they now need to call the police or you call the police yourself and they'll meet you at your spot because it is their job to protect you. I was like, or better yet, your manager is 10 minutes away. He would have come and picked you up at the stop. Granted, he might have gone to jail because he'd have been ready to fight, but you would have been safer because we have those precautions set up, you know, when they catch the bus here because we have a Unimart that's open 24 hours. So if you catch the bus late and you don't feel comfortable, the bus stop is literally in front of the Unimart. So you get off at the Unimart, you go into the Unimart, tell them that you're uncomfortable and you're going to sit here and wait till your mother comes to pick you up. Yeah. And um, again, for me, I really think that the FaceTime thing is really big because you I have could, to suggest that one. you could either FaceTime or they could Snapchat or do an Instagram live where people can still see it um, because people will back off if they think that something's happening. And if it's somebody who won't back off, the, then your friends should know then to contact somebody to say that there's a problem here um, because and then. This is something that I think that overall girls are taught to like don't speak up as much. Like we I don't think that parents do it as much, but I think society kind of teaches girls like, oh, don't get your like don't get your super your boss in trouble. So mm-hmm. I already know that if my boss comes, he's gonna do something that might get him in jail. So keep him from going to jail. I'll just act like it's it's like no big deal, even though it's kind of a big deal. But the unfortunate last thing to say is just like if they were to go away to college, we don't have any control over, it's like they go away, we don't have any control over how they do. uh, Once they hit 18, 19, we really just become suggestive, um, right? suggestive kinfolk. And so (laughs) we only get the suggestion. There's going to be times where they, like the safety, we know, where it can go and because they're still in that exploration stage they're not going to see the safety dangers as as high heightened as we do sometimes until unfortunately somebody they know close to them has very close similar situations um i can definitely say in my house we had a very tragic situation happen a couple of years ago um and I there there were lots of things that I tried to warn about and and they didn't listen to the mm-hmm. red flags and they you know ended up finding themselves in a situation that was very uncomfortable very dangerous right. for them it, it, there wasn't anything I could do it's just um I still feel like this is the hardest time being a parent I oh think my it's way goodness. worse than having having little kids just because you can't do anything you can just talk and talk and talk and it doesn't matter if they believe that they're okay right there's not much more you can do which is so frustrating so I would again I'm going to get throw it out not not for you but for any listeners who may just you know not been hearing me before encourage them to use their social media to um talk to people when they're they're at the bus stop great because um, anytime they put that phone up, somebody can see the person who is around them. Correct. Um, and that's always the best way. And to loudly say where they are. Um, and 
um, if they have an iPhone, I know for sure if they have an iPhone and they have any friends who have an iPhone, they can always drop their location without telling anybody at the bus stop that they're doing it. So somebody knows exactly where they are. And even, I was just like, even you could have used your own voice to get loud with this man to say, you know what, get away from me. And I'm like, you know, when they were younger, it's so funny. When they were younger, I always taught them that if a stranger comes upon you or somebody starts bothering you, don't do that stupid fire, fire, because nobody's going to listen. Yeah, I said, as a young kid, I always told them, and I know I was bad, but I always told them, if you start cursing, everybody is now looking at this little kid who's cursing mm-hmm. because children don't curse. Mm-hmm. So now you brought attention to the situation. So I was like, you could have used that same tactic. If you start cursing like crazy, everybody is now paying attention to you and they're going to be wondering why you're going off like this. So you instantly bring attention to yourself and you change the whole situation. I also suggest, because that sounds really good, but sometimes that scares me only because, well, not just don't like go off on the person because there are too many girls right now who are getting attacked because of the rejection. Um, right. Yeah. So I don't, that scares me, but I, I also suggest that, that if anybody else at the bus stop or wherever you are, go up to that person and act like you're with them now. Like that's my boyfriend. Um, and just say to him, I don't know that guy. Um, anybody who has any sense will start acting like, dude, they were alone. Right. And that should back a man off. Um, if you have to wait till you get on the bus, sit, ba- sit beside another guy. Just sit beside him and say, I don't know this man. Um, I didn't even think about that too. Or find an older woman and sit beside her and say, I don't know this man. Um, you have, there's, if there's people on the bus, don't sit alone, sit beside somebody and just, Hey, the person's going to look at you strange. But as soon as they do, you say, I don't know that guy. And they will start talking Continue to you most likely. Right. And mm-hmm. have a conversation and it'll you. look like y'all know each other. Um, and that is always, that doesn't make that person feel like, Oh, you rejected me. And now because we're in public and it looks like, you know, somebody I, they're less likely to do any harm to you Mm, all good thoughts because I'm sitting here I've been racking my brain and as the mom in me and she's such a she's a young adult it's like listen you're still my baby Mm -hmm. and I still want you to be and make safe choices but because unfortunately the one percent of people who prey on young ladies there's that one percent you're always going to encounter it most 99 percent when you don't want to be bothered, a young man or a man is going to leave you alone because he's like, oh, she don't want to be bothered. But it's that 1%. And I don't want you to be in that position that you really can't get out of. I always say, talk to somebody. If it's somebody on your phone, if it's somebody on the bus, if it's somebody at the bus stop, act like you know somebody. And that is a great soon, tip. As soon as you start talking to somebody, they either back off because they they don't want to like interrupt that thing and get embarrassed by like two people going off for them. (laughs) Or, you know, the person you start talking to is going to tell them like back off. Like clearly she don't want to talk to you. And you only need one person to stand up. Right. So I always say an older woman because 
<laughs> all the ladies on the bus ain't got time. So like, no. if you found you be one trying on to get bus, home from work. Yes, if you found one on the bus and you sit beside her, like, hey, Miss So and So, and just make up a name. Sit beside her and just say, hey, Miss So and So. As soon as she looks at you like, child, I don't know who you're saying. I don't know that man. And and just be serious. I don't know that man. She will start talking to you. Right. Or she'll tell him, leave her alone. Or she will say, bus driver, this man is messing with that girl. Woman, you will get one of the three. Right. They ain't just going to be like, oh, okay. Such hate 50 tips. I never even thought about to <laughs> talk to somebody talk else. To somebody else. Act like you know them. I saw that on a show where somebody would just go up to people and like um, just, you know, stand by somebody and start talking to them. And then when they look at them strange, they were just, they said, just say it to that person. I don't know this person. I don't right. feel safe. And somebody will figure out how to keep, get you safe. Right, how to help that would make that even if they just say, you know, I really do think you should call your mom. Our kids will hear that more than they hear our own voice. So, mm. yeah, I, <laughs> it is the worst thing is to not know if they're safe. It is very, very unsettling um, when you know they're out and you don't know they're safe, especially when it starts to get dark. And you, you, we know what's out there, Ugh, girl. And they don't even—they're not yeah. even ready for it. And they just, unfortunately, I know it's all the time. Mom, you're just thinking the worst of everything. And I'm like, that's because I've been on this earth over forty years, and I know what's out there waiting for you. But I just always try to think about it as if if I sent my child away to go away to college. Um, if they were in a city other than the city that they're in, they're not going to call me and tell me every time they're outside. They're not right. going to call me and tell me every time. And so I have to trust that something or somebody <laughs> will, you know, help them intervene and they'll learn, they will learn to speak up um, for or their own self-safety. The seriousness of the situation, not mm-hmm. even that you, know, if you didn't feel comfortable speaking up, I get that, but to understand the seriousness of it, and yes, you could have involved the police because if he did this to you, how many other people could he possibly do this to? And if you call the police, then at least they're on alert, right? And he's now on their radar to say, Hmm, next time this happens and I hear your name, you know. Just to put people on alert. And calling the police also does not necessarily mean somebody is going to go to jail. Yeah. If that person ends up going to jail, it'll most likely be because of, well, not most likely, it'll definitely be because of their own behavior and conduct while they put when the police show up. Now, we do know as Black people, um, there is more likelihood that if you're a Black male, something could happen to you. However, right. if you are concerned about that, you won't be harassing me out here in the streets. And Listen. we, I, I, I clearly, I really, really do believe that. And I also believe that we also have the right. And this is one of the things I try to tell girls now all the time. Like you have the right to not be uncomfortable in your, in your space. It doesn't exactly. matter what that space looks like. If that space is at the bus stop, you have the right to not be uh, uncomfortable just because somebody is trying to act like they are attracted to you in whatever way. If you don't want that, it's okay to tell them no. And if they don't 
take that um, word. It's okay to tell somebody else that this person is right. not listening to my wishes. And if that Correct. has to lead to the police being called, it's better that you call the police and stop him from doing something than have to call the police because he did something to you. Correct. Or anybody else. And it's an inconvenience, but if you feel threatened, then you have that right to not feel threatened. I tell them all the time, you have the right to do whatever it is that you feel within this society, within legal. If you want to walk down the street and you want to walk half naked, that is your right. Nobody should invade your personal space. I don't encourage you to dress like that, (laughs) but it is still your right Right. and nobody has the right to violate your personal space. I don't care what you got on. Absolutely. And I'm just thinking about this right now. So I'm probably going to go home and bring this up sometime this weekend. But Uh maybe we should start asking our girls where they think their line is. Like, what is okay for you for somebody to do before you think they have gone too far for you? Because um, I do remember when I used to work with youth at my last church, I used to always have the kids write down, like, write down the things you don't want to put up with now so that we know what that means before you start dating boys or girls or whoever you date and start saying you know because then if you know where your line is when people get close to it you know how to say stop but if you don't really know where your line is you people can push it that's such an interesting thought um and I never thought to think about so like if you're uncomfortable how uncomfortable do you have to get before somebody says no and maybe we need some scenarios to throw out and say like what do you think you would do um for this thing this is not like i'm thinking like right now i'm about to be i'm about to be smart (laughs) um yeah like maybe because i know and and maybe it's youth i agree i like that i'm gonna i have wrote it down it's on my journal we are definitely going to discuss where is your line to feel uncomfortable and I think about myself 20 years ago my line was probably a little more lenient Mm -hmm. now if you talk to me and I say I don't feel like being bothered once you keep talking I have instant attitude and I'm ready to go off (laughs) in my 20s I might have kind of just ignored you and kind of walked away now I'm going off and we might have to fight Right. And and also like one, I think it would be great to learn what our what our children's lines are. Yeah. And also, um, because then we kind of know like, okay, at least I know if they get to this, they'll do right. something. So, you know, like whatever your thing is, and you just say like, okay, so I understand that this situation didn't seem like a big deal to you, and that is fine. But what would be now, what would have needed to happen for you to have decided that you might call the police? Or are you a hard no on calling the police unless somebody like physically physically assaults you? Because if that's their line, we can't really make it, but we do know what their line is then. And then we know, like, I can't harp on you because you you told me a situation. Because I'd rather you still feel like you can tell me 
the uncomfortable situations without me being right. like, oh, here's here's where my line needs to be, and you need to have your line right there with my line. To instead of just being now being able to just say like, okay, so how did you handle it, and do you feel still right. feel good about it? Because um, maybe. And all of this right now was really just me like brainstorming, but like maybe that is one of the reasons why some girls don't speak up about getting hit. Mm. Um, because we haven't helped them to define a line so that when a boy or a girl puts their hands on them, they kind of feel like mm, maybe it ain't that bad. Oh. And so I don't know. And I'm not, if, if anybody is listening to this and they have ever been hit or they have a child who is in an abusive relationship, I'm not trying to speak for you. I really am just brainstorming right now. Right. Um, and so I don't want anybody to feel offended about anything because I don't mean to offend anyone. I'm just thinking out loud. And, right. um, but I do think that it may be more effective if we know where teens line is like you're when do you feel too uncomfortable what may be too uncomfortable and maybe we need to bring up some scenarios that we know are possible and see what they say because we definitely know how kids would say about other things we play you know would you rathers and what ifs and all that about fun stuff but we don't really do that about the dangerous stuff That is, I, I have written it down. It's in my journal. That's going to be our topic of discussion this weekend. I love it. What is your line? Because I do need to know when is that point when you're uncomfortable and then we need to advance to the next step. Yes. I love that. Um, that's all I know um, <laughs> to do. With my, that's a good. That was a great. That's a great thought. With my boys, I definitely, I think that I spoke to them differently about things though, like being out right. and being comfortable. Mostly, my thing is like if you see a, another group of guys, right. get on your phone, call somebody, right? Because you never know. Like you know, boys walking down the street, going to the grocery store, somebody gets shot. Like around my yeah. house. We have that Wendy's up the street. It's been too many times that I've heard, oh, somebody got shot up by Wendy's. But they'll, if I'm not home, they'll take a walk right on up the Wendy's. So I'm like, you know, you gotta (laughs) (laughs) be mindful because I can't tell you. My son is 20 years old. I can't tell that boy he can't go to uh, Wendy's. But I'm still like, ah, the cheeseburger ain't worth it, dog. It ain't worth it. It ain't worth it. (laughs) I just want you to like chill out. Let me know. Use Grubhub. Something I don't know. But yeah, I talk to them more about like that kind of safety. And and unfortunately, boys don't have that same thing that girls do. And ours is more mostly about the concern about sexual assault when we're thinking about girls being out in the street. And it's very unfortunate, but sexual assault is is real. Real. And at this day and age, you don't even got to worry about them being assaulted. We also have to worry about them not coming home. Somebody put them in their truck, van, car, and trafficking them for a while. And so they definitely need to be aware of their surroundings. I keep suggesting to my girls to only wear one earphone in their ear. You just don't know what's behind you. You don't, you can't hear it if you have both of them in your ear. I wish they made headsets that were like that, 
where it was just one um, <laughs> because you know it everywhere isn't safe and these these handsets and all this stuff is designed for people who live in suburban areas yeah not for people who are on buses um uh-uh. and um so i do also suggest just like put you don't need both you that right. you, you really can't put both in and then turn it all the way up and listen to your music when you're walking especially in the evening because you just don't know mm-hmm. who's behind you and i even though i love you and i trust you I think that your instincts are still very young. And so, you know, your instincts to be aware of what you feel may be dangerous around you are still developing. And so I really would like for you to keep one earphone out. Now, I'm sure they don't do it all the time because I'm a mom and, you know, they don't want to listen to that. But I at least put it in your ear. And that's all I could do. This whole suggestive stage... Right. Stressing me out, man. Stresses you out like crazy because I suggest to the oldest one, and she'll say, "Well, mom, there's no music on." Because we were all walking down the street one day, and she said, "Well, there's no music on." I said, "But still, the way they're designed, it's still in your ear, and it still kind of cancels out the noise." Mm-hmm. And somebody behind you doesn't know that you don't have music on, so they still may try something, right? Because they think that you're not paying attention. Just take one ear out. You can listen to your music, do whatever you need. Although I have found that if my girls walk in the dark, especially my oldest, because she really wants to think she's independent and she can make it. But when she's getting off the bus, and we only live two blocks from the bus stop, she will call me like, Mom, I just got off the bus. I'm going to talk to you as I walk down the street. And sometimes I giggle and I'm like, but I thought you were grown. Didn't you tell me you were grown the other day? <laughs> I think that talk to somebody while you walk down the street is one of the smartest things that they could possibly do with the cell phone. Like the fact that I could talk to you, the fact that they can actually get on any a ton of apps to talk face to face with somebody, I huh? think is the best thing. When you're coming from your bus stop or going to your car from your job, be on that thing talking to somebody because someone always can can know something is going on right and if, go ahead if you Sorry. have an android it that means that you don't facetime but marco polo um and the whatsapp app you can certainly download those things for free and you right. can still talk to face you can still um record yourself speaking to people they can see your surroundings so if I- and it doesn't matter your age because yeah. we live like five blocks from the Shop and Save and I was walking back from the Shop and Save. It might have been like 8 o'clock at night. Well, it was a little dark, not too dark. I had just walked to go grab something real quick from the store and I saw this car come down. He watched me as he drove past. He turns around. We have a little grocery store up the street from us. So he pulled into that parking lot and I was walking past. So he looks at me again and then he begins to follow me. I'm like, dude, I'm like 40 years old. Are you really going to follow me? <laughs> so I'm two blocks from the house. So I get on the phone and I call one of the girls who ever answered. And I was like, you will never believe that this guy is really following me. Like, I'm not 40 years old. Like, is he serious? So he really did see me on the phone and he did turn off. But I was laughing to myself like, I am 40. Was he really thinking that I was going to talk to him or because he did try to talk to me out the window and I was like, seriously, dude? 
I, I know I don't look 20. <laughs> they don't care no more. Oh they my God. Not care. I, not it. I was like, I'm too old to be followed. I'm just too what old for this. Doing? And now <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I don't think it's cute that you're following me. I've had a long day at work. I got a kid at home, almost your age, sir. Goodbye. And I'm about to say smart words to you. I don't want to do this, but you're you're telling me you want me to. I promise you. (laughs) It's ridiculous. The safety aspect is crazy. I know, like, even here at my job, when I leave, you know, I've said a bunch of times, I leave at midnight. Right. Um, We don't have street lights on this street. (laughs) Um, It's very, very dark. And even... um, the outside is not lit up so sometimes like if we leave out we're still a little we're still a little cautious about you know going to the car because one somebody just told us that coyotes are around here so um that is a big concern but also you don't know because we have a lot of cars in the driveway somebody could be be behind one beside one um it's a very big concern for us here excuse me it's a lot of women who work here um and we're, you know coming in and out at midnight it's just not very safe so we're concerned all the time about that as well we walk out together um we look out for the one the one who's supposed to be coming in at midnight we look out for her it's just not safe um so world we live in yeah it's very sad and it's sad now that you can't even just tell somebody no without getting right. shot or stabbed or you know beat up it's like we have to teach both sexes that rejection is okay correct and that there's somebody else who's going to say yes to you um and it's okay to reject somebody it's okay you don't have to say yes to everybody just because somebody sends an advance your way Right. And, and red flags people. are red flags. Right. There are millions of people in this world. You do not have to be as a guy or girl. If somebody says no, there is a nut you're gonna get a yes somewhere. Right. It's it's not one person telling you no, it does not equate to everybody deciding that it's a no. One person right. telling you no is that person saying at this time in my space. I don't think that we can link up, but I wish the best for you. So fly free, <laughs> fly free, free uh, date seeker and go out there and ask so many other people. It's possible. You know, like I, I, still, I remember there used to be jokes of guys that would be like, you at the club and the guy would talk to one girl. She say no. He turn around talk to another girl. She say no. He turn around talk to another girl. It's like you, there's there's people out here. We don't have to harm each other because somebody says no. It's okay. You don't 